Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All In Crypto podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Crypto Cito. In my opinion, the person to go to when it comes to the Cosmos ecosystem. Cito, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on yet again. This is already the second round, so I'm excited to talk with you. Now in a much better crypto climate than I think last time we talked was still very bearish now everyone is uh getting back to making money again so good times to be in crypto and thanks for having me yeah it's looking a lot more optimistic isn't it and we we were talking last in the doldrums of the uh kind of bear market or whatever you want to call it and certainly it's looking a lot more bullish for cosmos we're seeing a lot of the cosmos projects do some unbelievable things and really start to wake up and i'm sure we're going to get into uh to all of that. So really with my guests, I know many people, if you're into Cosmos, you're going to see Cito as a familiar face. Um, but really with all my guests, I like to start with them. Could you perhaps give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and perhaps how you found yourself in the crypto space? Yeah, sure. Um, I got into crypto in early, mid 2017. Um, took me actually a bit to really understand what this whole thing about is about, because I don't have a technical background. And I think it's always a bit bit harder to also understand the whole technology because it is in the end of the day just lines of code, right? Everything that we do in crypto. So yeah, but when I also understood like the whole implications of Bitcoin, you know, replacing uh, central banks eventually or becoming uh, the next generation of of money of internet money, um, it really clicked. And uh, you know, ever since then, I'm fully sold, fully committed to the space. Um, in the 2018-19 bear market, which was really, really bad, where I lost literally all of my money, I um, I really doubled down at that time and yeah, survived that that bear market. Um, and then in in the first COVID year 2020, I then started uh, Cryptocito as a YouTube channel, just you know because I, I thought I, I did a lot of mistakes in crypto and I wanted to share this with people. Um, so that's how I started, and then. Towards the end of 2020, I then discovered Cosmos, and I remember still very well. I, I had some Atom in my wallet, um, which I don't know why I bought them, but then I made a tweet, and Jack Sempolin responded to the tweet. Jack is a core Cosmos engineer and developer, and uh, he got on a call with me and explained me what is Cosmos, what is, what is IBC, and the one thing that really got me hooked back then was that he said, Cosmos, with the launch of IBC, actually finished its original white paper. And I was like, this, this doesn't happen in crypto. Like white papers are just ideas that will never be accomplished, right? So that was what, what really got me hooked. And ever since then, you know, I, I started interviewing founders in Cosmos, whether, you know, the Stargis founder, Osmosis founder, just around the time all of this launched. So OG subscribers probably have you know seen all these interviews and, and learned a lot about Cosmos. So did I. I actually consider myself like a public learner on my on my channel. Um, and then yeah, over the years, um, we then I then also started to like build a team around this, right? We talked about this uh before off camera. Like doing content is very time consuming. So at one point you have to have an editor, you need to have um researchers and just people working with you. Um, so that's the 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 content arm that I'm doing, and then also we started doing Cosmoverse, which is now the main conference in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, already happened three years now in a row. Next year, uh, it's going to happen again, and it's going to be really nice. Um, and also, we're running a validator operations with Stakesito now across 35 mainnets. 
um, around $90 million, almost $100 million at this point right now, um, in, in assets under delegations from 80,000 plus unique delegators. So yeah, it's been it's been a crazy past couple of years. Um, but yeah, that's basically the the TLDR of uh, how I got into it and what I'm doing. Yeah, I think a lot of us have a similar story uh, in regards to that kind of baptism of fire that was 2018, 19. And when you get left sort of looking around for other reasons to be in the space other than to get rich quick, you know, some people just abandon it, but people like me and yourself, you know, really sort of doubled down and said, actually, there's far more than just speculation to be had here. There's a, a fundamental changing of many industries, not just uh, the banking industry and, and, and central banks, which of course, Bitcoin is uh, an adversary of. Yeah, it's why I was so excited to have you on the show, Sito, because you are at the heart of things. You know, you've interviewed so many people when it comes to Cosmos and outside of Cosmos as well. You know, it's really um, great to have you on here sharing your knowledge with us. And the best place to probably start, and again, just because I know there's new people on the channel, we cover loads of different blockchains. Some people might not be familiar with Cosmos. Um, could you maybe explain to us, give us a broad overview of what Cosmos actually is? Sure. Um, so Cosmos, other than most other ecosystems, is not just one chain. It's actually an ecosystem of layer one blockchains. And the one that aligns all of these chains, all of these teams, all of these communities is really the inter-blockchain communications protocol, short IBC, which is um, a, a, an interoperability standard that connects all these chains. It launched in early 2021 and now already connects 70 blockchains um, and routes hundreds of millions of value per, per week or even now almost daily now with the recent uh, you know, developments and the launch of Celestia and all these kind of things, which we can get into. But yeah, so it's really, it's really a, in that sense, a fragmented bottom-up ecosystem. There's not one mother chain that runs everything. There's not one chain on which everything depends on. So you have these different ecosystems, these different app chains. Um, Cosmos also really pioneered this term, um, the app chain thesis, which basically states that Applications should should actually also um, run on, on their own uh, mainnet to maintain full sovereignty. So Cosmos really is about interoperability. It's about sovereignty. Uh, I think you also do a lot of uh, Polkadot content. So it's, it's really a, a similar vision to that. Um, I would say maybe for those that are more familiar with Polkadot, uh, Cosmos has started more on the interoperability side of things and shipping IBC, making it secure, making it um, also, you know, um, adopted by all these chains, whereas Polkadot started with the shared security concept and this, this parachain um, infrastructure that they have built out, where Cosmos is now catching up, um, but still uh, far behind Polkadot uh, on the shared security front. But yeah, now, you know, Cosmos is really coming together. Uh, like I said, you see all these big launches, Sane Network, Celestia, there's a lot that are coming up. Um, we have a lot of airdrops, which is really nice. So yeah, it's really this, this decentralized ecosystem focused on sovereignty and um, yeah, this, this app chain um, thesis that it, that it pioneered. Yeah, you know, it's one of the reasons I'm such a fan of Cosmos um, because, you know, when people think of Cosmos and we're going to come onto this in just a second, they think of the Atom token, which is unique to the Cosmos hub. You know, it's the Cosmos hub's native token. Of course, it's used throughout the entire Cosmos ecosystem. 
Um, but Cosmos really is, it's like a microcosm of the entire crypto space, really, you know, and these this idea of app chains, these specific blockchains that do specific things is really exciting. And there is a lot of comparables with Polkadot. There's also a lot of differences. Um, I know Shaket said security is something the Cosmos Hub is working on. I also heard of Mesh security, something like this, which is a new sort of thing that's being looked at. Um, but there is a difference, I think, between a real fundamental difference between Cosmos and Polkadot, whereas the projects building on Polkadot rely on the relay chain. The mm. projects that are in the Cosmos verse would survive without any kind of a central chain other than their own. And I think that's a really important um, distinction. So when people think of Cosmos, they think of the Atom token, which is related to the Cosmos hub. What is the Cosmos hub um, essentially? And what is the Atom token and, and, and what's the that's role in that? That's a great question, yeah. And I think it's an important question because, like you said, a lot of people believe, you know, Atom equals Cosmos, where if, if you were to say anything represents Cosmos, it would be IBC, which is chain neutral. IBC doesn't have a token. It's not home to, like, one chain, right? It's, like, very agnostic. And I also think a lot of people like this term layer zero or infrastructure project, but the layer zero in Cosmos is not... Atom or the Cosmos Hub, it would actually be IBC in that in that uh, context. But yeah, so the question is now, what is Atom? What is the Cosmos Hub? Well, the Cosmos Hub is the first chain that launched, the first chain that launched Cosmos technology that basically has proven that Cosmos works, that IBC works, the Cosmos SDK works, all these innovative features and technology stacks that you know Cosmos developers have pioneered. Um, so it really is this, this voluntary shelling point. But like you say, the rest of Cosmos doesn't depend on Atom, right? Um, Atom as an asset um, has a lot of liquidity on other chains. So I think if Atom went to zero, it would have an impact, but it would not kill and it would not affect the, the uptime of other chains. And we actually have proof of that, right? We have the Terra Collapse uh, last year, one of the most historic events in crypto probably, and Terra was the by far largest Cosmos chain up until that point. Uh, I think the market cap was over 40 billion US dollars. So when it collapsed literally like this, of course we had the liquidity pools on Osmosis affected, but Atom chain, like the, the Cosmos Hub chain didn't go down. The uh, Stargaze chain didn't go down, right? Like all these chains weren't affected on a technical layer um, purely on a liquidity layer, which, you know, that's that's obvious. But that really proved the point. And it also stress-tested the whole Cosmos ecosystem, right? UST also, the, the largest stablecoin at that point, which, you know, a lot of assets on Osmosis were packed to, also went to zero. So that was really, really tough times. And it took a bit for everything to, like, recover. But it has really shown that Cosmos is re truly sovereign and it's truly resilient to come back after this, right? And I think that was a big, big stress test and a big proof um, that Cosmos works, not just in theory, but also this upchain thesis in, in reality. So yeah, that was Terra. Um, and now, you know, we, we're seeing this huge revival and um, obviously the bear market's been harsh uh, for everyone in every ecosystem, but probably specifically more, more so for, for Cosmos because of the, the Terra downfall. Um, but yeah, I think the Cosmos Hub, to, to answer your question, I think the Cosmos Hub today um, really has to find its positioning 
because now that the whole Cosmos ecosystem is flourishing and stands on its own feet, um, Atom really needs to find its own purpose. So a couple of months ago, we actually saw the creation of the Atom Economic Zone, which actually makes it more comparable now to the Polkadot or Kusama relay chain. So the Cosmos app actually has a feature now uh, called Interchain Security, which basically allows the entire Atom validator set to also simultaneously validate new chains. And we already have two chains right now on mainnet, the first one being Neutron, which is a Cosmosm-enabled smart contract platform that's optimized for DeFi, run by the team that originally also um, pioneered and invented Lido, the arguably most successful protocol in all crypto. Um, and also Stride is the second chain that is a liquid staking provider, um, actually a liquid staking market leader in Cosmos with $80 million in TVL or something like that. So we have those two chains that are right now, as of today, being secured by Atom. And that also means Atom stakers earn yield of those chains. And there's also revenue shares. It's still relatively negligible, uh, very relatively small. Um, the feature also just went live, um, which is coming out of the spare market. So volumes are still very low. Um, and eventually also we might have to, to readjust the, the economics here because it's not like in Polkadot where you have to lock dot away and then that's kind of the, the value accrual mechanism, uh, as far as I understand. It's more uh, a different model that's fully through on-chain governance and revenue shares. Um, but yeah, that's really the Atom Economic Zone, a shared security provider. Um, but now you can even go a step further. And Sunny, who is also one of the most respected developers in, in all crypto, he made a great uh, post recently where he said Atom could be the third asset be behind Bitcoin and Ethereum as the most decentralized governance asset. And what he means by that is Atom is really this decentralized governance economy where you have a lot of you know, proposals. It also gets very political. I'm sure you guys in Polkadot, uh, there's also a lot of politics now coming in since OpenGov went live. But the Cosmos Hub has really been you know, funding a lot of uh, also public goods, uh, has been funding a lot of initiatives, uh, the Atom Accelerator DAO that also drives Cosmos adoption and Atom adoption. So I really think this, this idea of Atom being a governance asset uh, is very interesting because it truly has on-chain governance and Bitcoin and Ethereum don't have it to, to that degree. Um, so I think that's an interesting angle. But yeah, I think we're still you know truly figuring out. And the fact that Atom is truly leaderless means that you know us as the Atom community, we really have to step up and you know propose ideas to the network. Um, such as the inflation changes that kicked off recently, and there's more to come to, you know, to, to implement those ideas that really the community jointly has to make sure Atom is sustainable for the future um, as the voluntary shelling point in Cosmos. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think you brought up a load of really interesting um, points there, and you, you, you've really helped make the distinction between Cosmos and the Cosmos Hub, which, of course, the Atom token is a part of. It's very interesting. You know, I'm excited to see um, how the Cosmos Hub evolves. And you mentioned this shared security model, which is very much similar to Polkadot's relay chain. Uh, also, actually, many people don't know this, um, and I know people are on the fence with Cardano, and a lot of people aren't a big fan of it. But actually, uh, Cardano's Ouroboros consensus was designed with the stake pool 
uh, validators being fluid and being able to validate multiple chains and you see the announcement of their partner chains. It's very interesting how some of these projects like Polkadot, like the Cosmos Hub, like Cosmos as a whole, like Cardano, all have this vision, which is clearly, a, I think, a right vision when you look at even the likes of what Ethereum are doing. They're kind of, with their layer twos, in a different manner, achieving what is a kind of multi-chain um, connection. Um, but it is very interesting. I love the way that you talk about Cosmos as kind of IBC. You know, it, 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 it's the connective layer. It, it's the the name Cosmos makes a lot of sense to me when you look at a, a Cosmos with all the planets and solar systems and and, and stuff like this. That is um, yeah. Cosmos, and very interesting. It is good that you. Um, brought up uh, Cardano. I was actually here in Dubai recently at the Cardano Summit, and there was actually a, um, a big theme, which is uh, interoperability, right? And I think they're also rolling out now this this kind of sidechain uh, economy. Uh, Midnight was announced there. Uh, I also uh, know the, the World Mobile team that is actually also building a, a sidechain on Cardano that is actually built on the Cosmos SDK. Yes. So they're also looking to connect, you know, Cosmos with Cardano. And I think the future, like the next kind of narrative or, or wave of adoption is probably like from, from developer's perspective, is probably happening in a more modular way where you can connect different ecosystems to each other, but also different technology stacks that are home to different ecosystems. So I think it's very interesting to see the, you know, the, the, the overlaps here. Um, but yeah, this yeah. is... Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I know that that, that, that Polkadot also have through Composable. I, I, I interviewed uh, Brainjar. It's got to be over a year ago or something when it was all still very conceptual, but they were making headway in regards to they'd won a parachain. Um, I think that Composable is their IBC link now live with so Com Composable. They have well, they have their um, Picasso network yes. on Kusama. Um, the Composable chain on Polkadot is not live yet. Um, and they also launched Centuri, which is a Cosmos chain. Yep. And Centuri is basically on the Cosmos side, their connection to the Kusama Picasso chain um, that would basically make the, the entire Cosmos ecosystem through Centuri IBC compatible with Picasso and with it also with the whole Kusama ecosystem. So they really pioneered the first IBC outside of Cosmos network. And now they're working actually on bringing IBC to Solana and also bringing IBC to Ethereum. And uh, I think, you know, th this is really why what I want to emphasize here is that Cosmos really is aligned through IBC because it has no token, because it's not, you know, there's no back bias, there's no tribalism. It's a neutral protocol, basically. And we see really a race now for IBC compatibility with Ethereum, right? We have the composable team, we have... Polymer, Union, Data Chain. I think a couple more teams are working on this. Um, like I said, Composable bringing it to Solana as well. Um, there's a project on uh, Avalanche, an Avalanche subnet called Landslide that also implements IBC. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all happening, right? I, I just met up with the NIR team here at uh, in Dubai also. Um, they're also very into this idea. And there's a project called Octopus which actually also is IBC compatible. So you just see IBC being pushed into the rest of crypto. And I think that has always been the Cosmos vision is to create an interoperability standard that is not you know, packed to a chain or to a token, 
Um, because I think if that would be the case, and there was a conscious design decision from Atom and Cosmos Hub developers back in the days to not peg it to Atom, to not have a revenue share through IBC for Atom, because if that would be the case, you would have back bias and you would have centralization, centralized dependencies of one, one chain, right? And that's specifically what they did not want. Um, but obviously now, of course, people are saying, okay, Atom has no value accrual. Um, but it, it's all been part of the, the big plan, you know, so. Yeah, uh, so IBC very much, uh, you know, seems like the missing link uh, in regards to these siloed systems in the same way that through what Composable are doing on Kusama and now eventually Polkadot, there's going to be that link with both of these mammoth ecosystems. Actually, Cardano, I think it was World Mobile um, that are have used the Cosmos SDK and actually, I believe, also looking to implement IBC so that yeah. you'll get this bridge now to the broader Cardano space. It's, it's And then Ethereum, Solana. I think that's the best way I've heard of people summarizing Cosmos is kind of not summarizing it as a whole, but a key component, something to understand is IBC. I really love that um, explanation. On, on the topic of, uh, you mentioned at the end of um, the section there about Atom's inflation model. Now, there was recently a vote with Atom, which is, it's a, it's a part of the entire uh, Cosmos space in regards to you can trade it and use it, but it, it's integral to the Cosmos hub. What was that all about? What happened with the inflation model? Because Atom had a 20-something percent inflation. What What's the saga there? What what Where are we at now? Yeah, so for background, um, the Atom inflation model um, up until recently was a dynamic emission rate between 7 and 20%. So the floor was 7%, the, the roof 20, and it's packed to the bonded ratio. So how many atoms are staked to the network? And the focal point is two thirds or 66.7%. So if it's below that, inflation will go up until the roof of 20% to incentivize stakers, or basically Jay likes to say, Jay, the founder of Cosmos, he likes to say to punish non-stakers. And if it's above two thirds, it would go down to a floor of 7% to basically punish non-stakers less or disincentivize staking or incentivize it less, whatever you want to call it. So, of course, since Atom does not have a clear purpose, the, the point is like the question is like, okay, we have this high inflation. Like if you look at Solana, Avax, Ethereum, obviously, Cardano, across the board, they have single-digit inflation rates, right? Um, so Atom is not really competitive as interchain money or even governance money, whatever you want to call it, um, but not as attractive as an asset. So the idea really came up to rework Atom's tokenomics. Um, and the recent, uh, the recent proposal, uh, number 848, was just the first one of many that are yet to come to basically do that, to, to basically adjust Atom tokenomics, right? I actually helped co-author the proposal. I, I don't want to take any credit, uh, full credit to, to Zaki and David, Effort Capital. He, they, they were really the ones to, to push it through. I just offered some help to like write the proposal because I also think it was a necessary step. But basically what happened is that we proposed to cut the roof in half. So instead of a 20% roof, Atom now has a 10% roof. And since at the time of the proposal, the Atom inflation rate was at 14%, when it passed the next block, it immediately set down to 10%, right? So you had this decrease in inflation, which means also lower staking APR, 
but also now people are like, okay, you know, there's something moving in, in, in Atom and Cosmos Hub. So it brought Atom on the map for, for also investors, VCs that I think are now more looking into this. Um, the next proposal that is coming is actually to remove the 7% floor so that if the bonded ratio is high enough, Atom could actually go to four, three, two, maybe even 1% of inflation. Um, so that's the next one. Um, and then there's uh, another one that's, but that's, that's probably less interesting. Um, and then what's coming next is a wave of proposals to basically drive revenue accrual for Atom. So there will be a proposal to implement a liquid staking tax, for example, um, which would then, you know, with the rise of liquid staking, also generate revenue for the Cosmos Hub and Atom stakers. Um, so basically to start this transition from purely inflationary incentives towards on-chain revenue accrual, right? I think this is really where, where Atom wants to go to. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more to that, but I think that's like the high level idea. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, 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 my personal take was that it was it was the right thing to do. I know there were people on both sides of that. Obviously, you had people that were comfortable getting the high rewards, um, but they perhaps weren't looking at. And this is the hard thing that that, that I'm sure you do is is look at the overall success and not just short term gains of the Atom token and the Cosmos Hub. Um, and who was it? Which was the hedge fund? Was it a hedge fund? Was it Vanek perhaps that gave a price prediction on? Atom. Can you remember what that was? It was something like a hundred and yeah, maybe on way that, out. That was last year, I think in August, shortly before Cosmoverse Medellin. Yep. I remember I had actually a, a stream with Patrick Bush, who was the wow. co-author of that prediction. And he's also the same guy who wrote the prediction for the Solana paper, which went viral. Yep. Uh, and also the recent 15 predictions by, by Fanec uh, yep. Crypto 2024. Um, he was very bullish at the time, but that was uh, pre-Atom 2.0. Yes. And Atom 2.0 back in the day was a much bigger proposal to like fundamentally change Atom. Um, that one got rejected by on-chain governance, actually. Um, but now, you know, a year and something later, we're seeing that a lot of these ideas in Atom 2.0, of which the tokenomics revamp was part of, actually that have been broken up into individual proposals, individual teams and ideas, and are now coming back to on-chain governance one by one, right? So we saw a lot of that already being executed. I'm in mean, constant exchange actually with, with Patrick from, from Fanec. Um, I always try to keep him posted and, you know, keep him bullish. Um, but of course now, you know, with this whole um, Solana run and uh, Arbitrums and, uh, you know, the whole ETH L2 economy, um, I think... He he's a bit a little bit looped out, but I think now you know Atom really needs to to come back and and also have its own little run and its own little rally, um, you know before bigger funds and investors would look look at it again. Uh, but I think the the prediction he gave was actually it was in the four digits. I think like upper limit wow. like 1,400 Atom or something by twenty thirty something wow. like that if I recall correctly. Um, which obviously that's like a you know very long term prediction. Yeah, but um, yeah, they, I mean, there's always yeah. two. They always give you a. Um, I've read. I actually read uh, recently. I think it was published this week or, or last week. The 15 price predictions yeah, for 2024. Yeah, it was very interesting, wasn't it? How they spoke about you know dexes. Solana seemed to be quite a um, 
uh, a bit of a forefront. I think Solana is definitely an institutional status favorite. I, I was speaking to you off camera. I think it's going to be the first one to have an ETF, believe it or not. I think they'll push that through. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. And I, I can really see how people like yourself are working very hard on um, the Cosmos Hub as you know something more. And, and how do we bring people to this chain through? You know, making it an economic thing. You know, it, over over on Bankless, for example, they talk about ultrasound money, which I still haven't quite got my head around when it comes to Ethereum. But anyway, um, you know, it, it's a big part working out the mechanics of things, and 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 it's very interesting. Just throughout this short talk that we've given so far, we've gone from kind of the inception of the Cosmos Hub all the way to today, the kind of evolution of it, and it's it, it's really exciting to see um, where that's going. So. What do you think 2024 is going to look like for, and let's break this down into two questions. What do you think 2024 is going to look like for Cosmos as a whole? But before we answer that, let's look at what you think 2024 is going to look like for the Cosmos Hub and Atom. That's, yeah, I think it's it's super hard to say anything Cosmos Hub Atom related. Um, I can say Atom is my biggest back my biggest crypto investment. Um, so obviously I wanted to succeed, but I also understand that there are there's a huge community. There's you know different parties, there's validators, there's still old, you know, OG Genesis investors. Some of that might some of them might want to exit. Uh, some of them actually already have sold uh, large atom chunks. Some of them are actually coming back now after this 848 proposal passed. So I think it's it's really a wild card. Personally, I really I, I told you earlier about these two chains, Neutron and Stride. I think those really are the best teams, some of the best teams in crypto, in, in Cosmos, but even in crypto, that we can have on the Cosmos Hub. So very bullish that these two teams are now fully atom aligned. I also see, and this is uh, my my prediction, that Noble. Um, Noble is a native asset issuance chain that is co-developed by Circle. So Noble is the chain that brings native USDC into Cosmos. There's already been over $40 million of USDC, I think 50 million uh, today, that have been minted on Noble. And Noble, as of right now, is a proof of authority, kind of more, more permissioned, uh, closed chain. But they do have plans to fully migrate to become an Atom secure chain. And then you would have much bigger alignment because if you imagine like USDC is a key part for Cosmos liquidity, uh, arguably for DeFi adoption and pretty much everything, right? So chains like DYDX that just launched in Cosmos demand high amounts of you know native USDC through Noble. And if Noble would be an Atom secure chain, this would obviously be very bullish for Atom and the Cosmos Hub because then you indirectly also have the DYDX team's interest to make sure Atom has a high market cap, is secure, is safe, and it's just a success, right? So I think Noble as the third consumer chain, um, which is basically the parachain equivalent, the, the term in Cosmos or Cosmos Hub, that would be bullish. Um, and also, to be honest, I don't think we need 10 or 20 chains um, to be secured by Atom. We just need probably three to five chains to be really successful that are Atom secured, right? So potentially we also have an, an EVM hub that is secured by Atom. That would be good. 
Um, and then maybe one or two others, maybe even a gaming hub, maybe even a meme chain, right? Why not? I mean, Chihuahua is uh, the meme in Cosmos and it's just been blowing up wow. um, 10x over the past two weeks or something. Like, it's just crazy. We have this little meme season right now. So, yeah, I think, you know, the automatic economic zone predominantly secured by uh, predominantly around shared security. That is my my hope. And, you know, um, my my prediction that 2024, this will really, really come together and also accrue meaningful revenue for Atom stakers. That's the first one. I think the second one is Atom as an asset to really strengthen its positioning as interchain money. By that, I mean to basically have Atom as main collateral um, in DeFi, to have Atom as the main token to be paired with liquidity on osmosis, on Kojira DEXs, on everything else, you know, that's popping up in Cosmos. Like Atom really should position itself to be the main liquidity asset in Cosmos. Um, and um, that would truly make it interchain money. Um, and around that, there's going to be new business models to come up, right? I, I made a video recently also about uh, a project called TimeWave that actually is launching on top of Neutron. And TimeWave basically has this idea to say the Cosmos Hub could actually lend out Atom liquidity to other chains. And basically, in exchange for that, could ask a, a fee, right? Or, or ask revenue shares or whatever, um, so that Atom would actually accrue um, value and have a business model. Um, so I think that there's like interesting ideas and I feel like it's all coming together. But as I said earlier, you know, Cosmos Hub is such a specific bottom-up decentralized chain. So every decision is actually up to community governance. And like I said, there is still a lot of, you know, people that are for these ideas, that are against these ideas. We also have this concept of hub minimalism. Um, Jay Kwan, the founder of Cosmos and inventor of Tendermint, actually does not like all these ideas at all. Uh, he's more on the front to say Atom should be as minimalistic as possible and not really do much, similar as you know, Bitcoin is not doing much. Um, it should just focus on security and providing security. So what Jay actually, as a result of the proposal 848 passing, what he said is that he would fork Atom and um, launch Atom 1. And Atom 1 would be a sister hub to the Cosmos hub that would purely focus on shared security. Um, so we, we also have these like wild things happening wow. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And, yeah. And, and I mean, this, this would also apparently be, be airdropped to, to the Atom community. So um, Jay, Jay portrayed it as if, you know, it would be coexisting and not there to, to, to be dis destroying the Cosmos Hub as it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all, it's crypto, man. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot. But no, it's going to be an exciting 2024, I think. And you, you, you touched on a point, and I think it's not just true for Cosmos, uh, the Cosmos Hub. You mentioned that, um, and it's a great thing to mention, that we don't need that many chains using the security. We just need some good ones. Uh, and it will really fry from that. And I think that's true. When you think about crypto right now, other than perhaps like staking mechanisms, liquid staking mechanisms and things like that, how many applications or, or, or things actually have like a million users or 10 million or something like that? It's very small. Just like with the internet, you needed things like, you know, Yahoo and this sort of stuff to come about to really drive a real use case. Not that these things aren't real use cases, but a, a kind of... Um, um, 
something to kick things off, you know, and bring in this wave of people. And that's all really, I think the Cosmos Hub would need would be somebody that's using the shared security model, facilitating something that has a real world application. And that's going to drive untold foot traffic into the the whole space, not just, um, you know, Cosmos. And I think that's a very exciting concept. On to more Cosmos broadly. So we covered Cosmos Hub, lot to, lot to unpack there. What do you envision in 2024 for um, the uh, Cosmo, Cosmoverse, essentially? Sito, are you good for time, mate? Yeah, yeah all, all good, yeah. Um, I think when it comes to the Cosmos ecosystem, um, there are different categories, right? We have the OG Cosmos chains, of which many of them, are, in my view, actually are, are going to make it. Um, you know, we see revivals on uh, older, older, older chains that launched in the early days, right? Like Osmo, for example, that's making a huge comeback. Uh, and all these chains have been relentlessly building throughout the bear market. So you're going to see a, a huge uh, a huge comeback from Osmosis and Stargaze, which is the main NFT marketplace in Cosmos with the, the Bad Kids collection. I don't know if you heard about that, but a lot of people are also now tweeting about it outside of Cosmos, which is cool. Um, the meme chain Huawei that I said earlier, um, Akash Network, also OG chain. Injective is also a Cosmos chain that actually was one of the first ones and is already doing all-time highs and we're not even in the bull, mar bull market yet. So you have this, this first generation of Cosmos chains that is now you know, waking up again and they're all sleeping giants. Of course, not all of them are going to make it, but you know the ones I just named, and there's there's a couple more um, are are interesting. Then the second category I, I would say is also X Terra project. I think that should probably be a category for itself. Um, we have Kujira that was previously on Terra. Yep. Uh, they launched their own Cosmos L1, killing it. Uh, full on DeFi suite that they have built now, also with their liquidation engine at the core, um, and a, and a big community around it. Um, so Kujira, we have Levana that is also now launching their token with an airdrop. Levana is a, a perpetual exchange, um, previously also on, on Terra. Then we have uh, Mars Protocol, uh, Astroport, Apollo, um, Prism that is now launching their own chain. Those are like ex-Terra project, right? That had like hundreds of millions of TVL before the UST collapse. So we're going to see a huge revival around that. And, you know, all these projects coming back as individual, more refined, sovereign layer ones. Um, most of them, not all of them. But so that's that's like Xterra, I think, is, is bullish. Um, and then we have the new generation of coins, right? Say Network launched recently, made big waves, strong VC connections, already in the billions of FTV. Celestia, massive airdrop for the Atom community also and the, the Osmo community. Um, but yeah, Celestia already had a 12 billion fully diluted valuation. Inside. Um, and I also think there's going to be seasons within Cosmos, right? There's going to be a Celestia season. There's going to be a Osmosis season, Kujira season, like all these projects, uh, many of which have their own um, smart contract uh, engine and, you know, applications running within them that launch their own tokens. You know, you're going to see a lot of airdrops left and right in this ecosystem. So I think, you know, this new kids, the new Cosmos kids uh, that are coming up, also Quasar, uh, very interesting, you said earlier, Composable, um, Union coming up. Like, there are so many, like, new Cosmos projects launching, 
Babylon that is actually bringing Bitcoin security to secure Cosmos chains and also has this Bitcoin staking mechanism, which is super interesting. Um, Saga, the Cosmos gaming, like I can just go on for like an hour. Like there's so much that's coming. Berra chain is also yep. a huge project um, that is launching, which in my view, Berra chain is also going to have a big impact to further connect and merge Cosmos with Ethereum. So it's just a lot of these new projects that I think many of which will have billions upon billions in, in market cap. And I think in the, in the end of the day, you know, like the page one on CoinGecko will probably, if like, if you add it up in terms of market cap and like individual chains or projects, many of them will probably be Cosmos chains in, in 2024. So that's my, that's my prediction here. Yeah, exciting. Nothing short of, and like I said at the start of the video, Cito is your go-to for information on all of this, you know, it's impossible for us to cover everything happening in Cosmos in, you know, an hour or so, but Tito delivers consistently good content, interviewing some of the biggest names, some of the newest projects. You know, if you are interested in Cosmos and there's links in the description to everything, do go and check Cito out. Um, I've got to ask you that there's one chain and it's focused on decentralized computing. Is that a cash or is that Celestia? Which that is a cash, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cash is on decentralized computing, and they also have this GPU marketplace. Um, and Celestia is basically a a data availability layer. And I think this term data availability is also going to be a big narrative next year. We already see saw near implement uh, DA, um, but yeah, uh, Akash is is the decentralized computing project, yeah. Yeah, and the reason I ask, and this is something, I actually think that decentralized computing, when you think about the world that we're moving towards, when you think about AI, you need you need computing for AI, right? And if we know AI is going to grow to where we think it's going to go to, if you think about data storage and all this stuff, and these things that are important in the Web2 world and really enabled it, you're going to need that on Web3. And Web3 through blockchain is disrupting that entire sector that's controlled by Microsoft, Apple, Amazon in the same way that Bitcoin's dis disrupting money. Um, so something to pay attention to. Have you, um, you'll have stuff on your channel about Akash and yeah. Celestia. Sure. Yeah, I, I did an interview with Greg Azuri, the founder of Akash, like two and a half years ago. Wow. Uh, we did another one, I think earlier this year or late last year, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But I keep covering Akash. You know, it's also a big position in my in my portfolio. Um, actually bought bought a lot of AKT in, in the bear market because like, Brilliant. you know, this is really what I mean. Like Cosmos um, projects or even outside of Cosmos, but in the bear market, you really see which are the teams that are relentlessly building and see also market dynamics, market trends and position themselves accordingly, right? Uh, Akash is also doing uh, in this kind of AI narrative. So a lot of people that say AI is going to be big, like you have to get a cash, right? You have to get even fetch AI and other chains um, and projects in, in Cosmos and Bitinsur on, on uh, Polkadot, right? So it's really, it's all it's all coming together and like really important to, to be around in a bear and to talk to the people that are building because those are the ones that are going to bounce the hardest. And we also saw... Uh, AKT already making, I think, a 10, 12x uh, from the lows earlier this year. Um, so yeah, and like I said, the bull run hasn't even started. So good times. Yeah, it's just getting underway. And if you are in the bear market and you can't talk to these teams directly, follow someone like CEO who who does, uh, you know, because it's, I mean, there's, there's plays like Fetch AI, for example, I never thought I'd be as into 
as I am, but from a number of reasons, you know, we're, we're looking at that as a beautiful play. The last thing for me to really say, CEO, is where can people find you? If people want to find out more about yourself, could you plug some of your 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 your, your platforms and channels? And, and we'll leave links to all this in the description. So do check that out. We'll also try and fish those videos out in regards to CEO talking about a cash so you can go and uh, look at that stuff yeah. for yourself. No, I think the best place is uh, YouTube, uh, primarily. That's you know where I'm uh, focused the, the the most on. And you know how hard it is to to be consistent on YouTube to also have um, you know feedback from viewers that enjoy the content. Um, especially in the bear market, you know it's been uh, slow. The, the growth also, you know, people are just less interested in a bear market. I feel like now it's all coming coming back. Uh, the excitement and people want to learn. So yeah, YouTube is really the best place, and also Twitter. I'm very active there. At Cryptocito, um, beware! There's some some imposters sometimes, which I don't see because they usually always block me right away. So I don't see these these scam imposter accounts. But yeah, those those are really the the two main um, platforms. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. We'll leave links to all those in the description. I know we've got some impersonators that actually have more followers than I do, uh, which is uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, Sito, the last thing for me to do is to thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you on and off camera. Um, and again, guys, this is my go-to uh, person for for not just Cosmos, but things outside of it. And, and you know, somebody that's got a lot of knowledge in this space and has been doing, I think, the, the, the crypto space is solid for a long time. So thank you very much, Sito, for coming on. It's been a pleasure, mate. And uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, thanks. Uh, likewise. And hopefully we can also catch up here, maybe do some in-person content. I think that's actually really cool. I started doing that also uh, recently. I have a format, uh, Shisha Sito, where I've just seen. <laughs> where like, you know, literally have people here on my balcony with smoke Shisha and talk about crypto. Um, but yeah, and, and like I said, also, I think, I'm very, very focused on Cosmos. Uh, I'm a big fan, big believer. I'm very deep in it. But I'm also always trying to stay updated as much as I can with other ecosystems. Like I said, I was at Cardano Summit. Uh, I had Lehman Bird from Hedera on my channel. It's been a, a while ago already. I actually want to do a round two with him. I had Amin on my channel as well, founder of uh, Avalanche. But I think I really want to like keep, you know, my, my eyes always open. Like that's really my mentality is that, you know, I love Cosmos, but there's also exciting development happening in other ecosystems, right? And I think as soon as you start to become a, um, a, a, a how do you say it, like a toxic believer, maybe even in one ecosystem, and you yeah. start to talk bad about others, I think you lost a plot because crypto is really about us against you know traditional systems and power structures, and not coin A against coin B. I think that's dumb. So, yep. Yeah, we've always said the big the, the, the Bitcoin yeah. maxis are the most confused people in the room, and I don't know whether it's through uh, ignorance or arrogance that they've honestly um, stumbled upon what is a technology, distributed ledgers, and they've applied it to one use case and said anything else that does another use case, even if it is solving right. real-world problems, is 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 a, is a shitcoin. So, yeah, I'm totally uh, with you on that. But links in the, in the description to all CEO's social. CEO, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir.